Hey, this is Dom Empey of the Dead Poets. You are now listening to According to Mike and Tony. What's going down, everybody? It's episode number 35. Mike, we're back in the studio. In the studio. And I flew to get here, by the way. I didn't tell you this on purpose until you now. Just drove. It's because I left, I, I called you, what, 544? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And it, it was, again, it was offensive on how fast I got here. I got here about six, a little bit before six ten, <laughs> <laughs> from Colfax and Pierce, yeah, all the well. way to Green Valley Ranch, you guys. And you survived, and you got here super early before anybody else. Anybody else? <laughs> good thing, good thing, good thing. So uh, I don't even know what we're gonna call this episode. I don't know what we're gonna actually put the title as. Um, but just another it's, conversation. Just another conversation. Uh, we've got Tyson back on the show. Welcome back, oh, bud. Am I supposed to speak yeah. now? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, you don't have to. Hi. The microphone's Hi. <laughs> Hi, Hi. I'm actually working on the bass in my voice. <laughs> Say it with your chest. Well, I told you before, we can get you the other microphone. I got Diaphragm. You got a kick. We can actually put all. some reverb on him. <laughs> for the whole show. Yeah, the whole he's got like an echo. He sounds like T-Pain the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Auto-tuned with an echo. Oh, and then also, uh, we have uh, another returning, uh, Bruce Leroy. Back. What's up, dude? Good to be back. Enjoying your summer? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a hot weather cold beers and my good friend from way back in the day who has moved out to colorado on a permanent basis now been here for about a year joe what's going down nothing much and right. might i might i add a very loyal listener loyal listener and fan yeah yeah, yeah this is a different viewpoint she was reminding me before the show speaking of which actually can you get up in the microphone a bit? yes <laughs> i can <laughs> she was telling me before the show how i i tend to say that give a lot. Mic, give the mic, give the mic. i'm always thinking audio i can't get the audio out of my head i'm like yeah so um i guess the the idea for this show came back a while back you and i were talking on the phone tyson we were talking about some stuff some experiences you guys now the two of you are married joe and tyson and you guys moved here from uh, <laughs> Joe's laughing. <laughs> what the hell is funny, <laughs> Joe? Oh, my statement of the audience. <laughs> so you guys, you guys moved here from. Uh, can I say where you came from? Oh, for say, sure. Okay. Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. And you've been here about a year now. And uh, first of all, what do you guys think? What is your general impression of Colorado, like overall? I mean, I love it. I love the outdoors. It's nice to be closer to my family in Idaho. Yeah. So. I mean, that, those things alone are enough for me. And it's not as humid. That's true. I hated the humid summer. I mean, that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to leave was I hated the humidity during the summer. Dude, it's so... The humidity... I've never been... In, well, I guess that's a lie. I lived in North Carolina for three months when I was like nine months old or something. So I don't remember <laughs> yeah. it at all. I would never remember that. It's right. impossible. But I'm the OCD guy that feels like, I'm on my You would have <laughs> never been there. Tony's the only person to record history he's so OCD that he did remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember my, I have memories from the womb shit. No, uh, but I recently went to Louisiana, and that was my first real experience uh, with humidity and heat. And I remember I was talking about on the last episode where I went, I made a mistake of jogging at like two in the afternoon while I was out there. <laughs> oh god! And uh, it was just so overwhelming. I came back and I was like just dripping, my shirt soaking wet. I'm just ridiculously hot. It feels like you're like almost swimming through it when you're running. It's he was like, trying to he was yeah. trying to pull Dense a air. He's trying to pull a Martin Lawrence while he was out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost here. my mind and 
Louisiana. Uh, what what caught me off guard though was when I was complaining about it and telling everyone, "Geez, what what is it? How hot is it? like 105?" And they said 88. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's like it's 88. Like, it just it's got to be 130. Mm-hmm. It feels the humidity adds so much more. So. Yeah, and yeah. I used to play volleyball outdoors all the time in the middle of the summer Ugh. with that kind of humidity. It's just, I mean, it's like fun, but not fun at the same time it really slowed my pace down yeah like i run much slower when it's hot and humid like that than yeah than if it's cooler and dry like in college it's all that sweat you're carrying that's why <laughs> i guess so too that's why <laughs> i have to drink water constantly <laughs> sweat what about you tyson what do you what do you think about it out here uh it's actually kind of it's kind of like uh that girlfriend you had in high school you thought you were gonna be in love <laughs> until you actually good analogy until she becomes your girlfriend and then you're like uh, i don't really like her so much <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it's it's actually it's okay um i think i had higher expectations and i don't know if that was part of the letdown the expectations that i had due to our many visits you know we've been yeah for years right um and it could also be the area that we're in we're in a very good area but it's almost like a bubble, kind of stepping outside of that area. It's, it's a different different experience in Colorado. <laughs> what area? So uh, we're southeast Aurora. Super close to Mike, actually. Yeah. South of most. So that's a very good area that we're in for us, uh, being the fact that, you know, we're to kind of top things off in a racial. Uh, but going outside of that bubble. In a racial couple, yeah, for listeners. Yeah. So I like I saw... Some of your, your, your listeners may agree, but I I saw a truck a couple of weeks back and the guy had this huge sticker on the window and it said, does this ass make my truck look big? Uh, and it was a picture of President Obama. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we talked a bit about that and I, I ended up going on and Googling some of those bumper stickers that you had talked about. And I guess it was so such a weird thing for me, like hearing you say it, because I sort of had become uh, desensitized to it. Like I think I, I wasn't no I just didn't wasn't noticing it. And then when you brought that up and I really started thinking about how offensive that was and some of the other ones we talked about. And so I, I went online and started just trying to find like George W, uh, arguably the worst president we've ever had in this country. Yeah. And so I went back to look, you know, what kind of bumper stickers. Negative. nothing like that there was nothing like, he's the he was still no matter what he was still the president of the united that's, states yeah. that's how yeah. i feel exactly yeah. you, you hit the nail on the head i mean they have toilet paper with obama's face on it like i've seen that too it's so and it's just, ridiculous it's it's, it's like you don't have to like him or agree right. with his policies right. but he is the president he was voted in it just seems like a little more respect than that would be it's, it's the respect yeah. factor anything, that, that bothers me if anything get mad at your neighbors Jesus. Because <laughs> you may not have voted for him, but somebody else did. Yeah, somebody yeah. else that you know that's, voted that's, for him. So. And, and like like Joella and Mike said, regardless of which side you're on, it's that level of respect. Like, And you don't even hear, in, in the media, you don't even hear President Obama. Everything is always Obama. Yeah. Obama. Or Mr. They'll say that yeah. a lot. Mr. And I'm Obama. Like, just the level of respect that comes with that position and I don't care which side of the aisle you stand on; it should always be present, always. What do you think it is, guys? I mean, like, what do, what do we attribute that to? Seeing, it, I mean, the obvious thing people go to is well, he's the first black president. Does that have anything to do with it? You think that there's the racist stuff going on with well, it? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely underlying. Oh, yeah. Definitely underlying, and they'll they'll say quickly, "Oh, I'm not racist. I'm not racist at all." But you know, it's definitely underlying. 
I mean, anytime somebody says I'm not, not racist, yeah. you have to preface your comment with yes. "I'm not" yes. before you make it. You are. Yeah. Yes. What is that? Isn't there a Twitter? Is it like that? Like no homo? Yeah, it's like we like like <laughs> T Pain was like, okay, no homo, but Ray J got meat. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, that comment is homosexual in itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, where was that I was hearing about? It. There's like a Twitter feed or something like that, which is, I'm not a racist. It's like, I'm not a racist butt or something. But then what they do is they just re- they go around the internet retweeting tweets of people who start, that say stuff, say stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I'm not racist, but black people are stupid. You know, it's just like ridiculous. Like, right. wow. And it's amazing how much that stuff's out there, too. I mean, it's the same thing with the flag, which I know you guys have talked about yeah. before. But, you know, I mean, the fact that people are using that flag of a war that was lost in the south you know like (laughs) and saying i'm not racist like you are racist if you're flying that flag if you know the connotations behind it there's no way well the whole funny thing too is the history right that's always the argument it's a Mm -hmm. cultural thing and wait a minute yeah the the confederate flag got put up what was it It was about a hundred years after the war right as a like a show of rebellion i mean that was what it was i mean Mm -hmm. there's rebel that's yeah yeah let's see the thing too i think when we were talking um in germany the nazi flag is completely illegal only in in museums and everything to show the history of it and everything like that and so like you don't see anybody just rocking out a a nazi (laughs) to segue into what you were saying what you just said mike and i brought this up to to joe and i think i brought it up to you as well tony normally when someone loses when a country loses the flood the first thing that comes down the first thing that disappears is their symbol which is a flag you know what i mean so People say, oh, it's to celebrate my ancestors, to recognize. They lost. Yeah, your ancestors they lost. lost. We I'm don't see Cleveland you. flying a, a Cleveland flag saying national champions. They lost. <laughs> it's a Golden State flag. You know, yeah. hate it or love it. So I, I, I just kind of think uh, with, with, with that flag, you lost. Take the flag down. It's done, over with. And like you said, I think it was put out by the Ku Klux Klan am I am I correct in that no you are correct in that it's almost like history like I was telling Joella the other day I said you ask 80% of the people they don't know who the hell the vice president is (laughs) so how can I expect them to know what that flag actually stands for because it's it's history (laughs) people don't keep up with history you know yeah (laughs) what a different world it'd be if people did so just okay so your expectations you said before were you expecting it to be more diverse here in colorado, in colorado or what, what was the, what are you expecting? I, I was actually because of i don't know if it was the areas that we had hotels in or what but i mean i was like wow i i remember saying to joella a few years back there's a lot of black people here so i was kind of shocked but like i said the bubble that we're in the southlands area is extremely diverse for one reason or another but once you step outside of that bubble, like, you know, your listeners may not know Parker, but we take our daughter to school in Parker, Colorado. And I drive 20, 20 minutes to, 20 minutes from, and we do this morning and afternoon, and we probably see, I don't know, 10, 20 NRA stickers, uh, <laughs> Kiss My Ass Obama stickers. I mean, just all types of crap on the on parker road and it's like starting to chip away at me 
and it almost it always reminds me of where I am. And when when you and I were talking about that too, I, it was something that I hadn't realized was a here thing. Like I was thinking about it, and it was like because I'm originally from California and stuff, and I think. I don't remember seeing, I mean, obviously it's, it's been a long time. It's been a decade since I was out there, but I don't remember ever consciously noticing it. And I do remember noticing it here. And then I think with time, it just sort of faded away. Like I just kind of got used to it. And somehow I got it twisted in my head that that's everywhere. Like when we were talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, these Obama haters, they're everywhere. You know, this is, this stuff's ridiculous. And you started talking about it with some perspective coming from another place. And you've lived in a few different places yeah. and being able to bring that perspective to it definitely made me think about it and go, wait. How weird is it that we have all that shit here all the time? Because you do, you see stuff like that, and it is, and it adds the extra element when you're talking about the president of the United States and completely having no respect for him. Yeah, well, so Bruce Lee is a native too. I'm a native here, and um, when we had talked about it before you came on, you know, you were talking about the diversity and everything, and out here in Colorado, it's it can be diverse, but it has its areas. You know, you're looking at Green Valley Ranch, you're looking at Aurora. Denver. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, you go into Parker, it's, you know, primarily white. Highlands Ranch, you know, Lone Tree. Um, you know, you go on up to Broomfield, same way. You know, there's there's areas around that are like that. So Castle Rock is... Castle Rock is another yeah, prime example. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say Loveland, that. Loveland. I know you know this, Mike, because you're like a factoid guy, but Douglas County is like the third, which is Parker. The third yep. richest county, third wealthiest county in the United States. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Parker is Parker's up there. The third wealthiest county in, in the United States. That's that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But I think beyond that, it's also her our daughter's school is not super diverse. I mean, it's not just the NRA stickers. It's like we take her to school and drop her off, and she's one of the only kids of color in her class. And, you know, I think... I think also beyond that, it was just that we, I think we were coming out for vacation and then we got married here, which was like a vacation. And so also it's like, mm, it's not just yeah. the diversity. It's also probably our perspective when we were coming on vacation versus actually living in a place um, and then yeah. coming from a very diverse place where, you know, we, we live with, there was lots of black, white diversity. There was a huge Indian culture um, in our area, like the triangle and so to to come from that where it was not uncommon to see more diversity to then come here and you could go a while without seeing <laughs> anyone of color, you know. Yeah, when well, I guess it does maybe depend on where you are cuz I mean I know I've I've gone on field trips and stuff with with Jaden and, and seen his classmates and stuff and uh, I mean I never paid a lot of attention but I, there's definitely more they seem like there was definitely more colored kids than there was because i sound like fucking 1940 <laughs> there were lots of colored folks lots of colored folks in that school he goes to thinking about moving you can call me mulatto it's okay <laughs> you can call him mulatto because he really is and i'm speaking from kind of the outside i have very little experience what's What's your take on the system? Is extremely segregated. I mean, not segregated, but not diverse. Because, like, well, Mike and I grew up in DPS, so that's Denver Public Schools, I grew up, right? which is my my kids yeah. go part Aurora. of that as well. Yeah. But I mean, further, if you if you didn't go to like a Cherry Creek school, you you were a DPS kid. We used to go. So Cherry Creek was like six blocks from Thomas Jefferson, which is where I went, right? And that's like it's night and day. Like at Cherry Creek, let's put it like this: John Elway's son went there, right? Mm. It's 
it's almost all white. You don't really have a lot of black kids there, period, or even any minorities. But it, like Thomas Jefferson was really diverse, but we had the IB program. So similar to what your daughter's going through now, should I always been one of the only black kids in any class? I'm still one of the only black kids in my class now. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's Bruce just normal. Bruce as well, yeah. How, how do you think that influenced you? Because that's one of the things that I think that we worry about is we're, you know, when we're thinking about where we want to live, we're always thinking about our daughter and how being the only black kid is going to affect her as she grows up and whether, you know, it's going to somehow be a negative thing that she's going to know that she's the black kid in the class or, you know, she's different than everyone else. How she else. identifies herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it didn't really, it didn't really bother me because if you wanted to go to some of the best schools, they're going to be sacrifice. They're going to be in white, predominantly white neighborhoods. Yeah. That's, and that's the way it is. is. Right. That's, that's a fucked yeah, up the, thing. But man. the thing that the thing that's that true. we're we're having to that I and I actually just came to this realization is that I don't want to have to fight to put my daughter into a diverse program, and that's like we're struggling right now as we speak, and we probably talk about this every other day is the diversity for Cali and and her years down the road like we're having to struggle and i'm like do we really want to be in a place where we have to struggle to find you know some diversity for her because i want her to know her both sides and i also don't want her to be the token that's like and joella has experiences with that coming from boise she could remember kids of of other races being the token and in some ways it's good but what do you mean my by daughter's token, not exactly. a pet? You sort of like, they, like this, you're this known, is my black friend. Yeah, <laughs> like you're exactly <laughs> like, like I. I went to junior high and there was one black kid. I remember him distinctly, and he was adopted and he was the one black kid in my junior high, and I remember him. <laughs> you know what's that's what's crazy about that? My wife grew up in a small country town up in northern Colorado in Kersey, and uh, her school was was you know it's all farmers and you know you have you have ranch hands too, but. Um, the only black kid in her school was adopted. By yeah. My wow. Family. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I I just think about how sad that I had a very different perspective then than I do now. But I just think how sad it is that that I remember the one black kid in my school when I went to school with a lot of other kids. What else do you know about that guy? Nothing really. <laughs> he's the black I, guy. <laughs> I, yeah, he's the black kid that was adopted by one of the teachers in the school, oh. and I wasn't friends with him, but I remember him. And yeah. there are probably people I was friends with that I don't remember from junior high, you know, that I used to hang out with every single day, but I remember this one black kid. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't want my daughter to have that same experience, you know, where she feels so I don't singled think, out. I don't think it's that... I, I don't I, think yeah, it's, yeah, that, it's not that, that bad here. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. It's going to be, by the time she gets older, it's kind of it's going to be like trying to find Waldo. Let's be real. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, at this, at this juncture, at the same time at this juncture, though, you have to think, there is there, racism still exists, but at the same time, yeah, it's kind of more accepting of interracial couples too. Because this shit happened in the seventies, the sixties. Everybody's sitting at the table. Well, I just realized. Wait a minute. That. Wait a minute. We we. I I want to hear. I. No. Mike's right. But you know the most non-accepting people are black. I yeah. don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of hate from white people. 
Yeah. I get mostly hate well, from black women. White people do it behind closed <laughs> doors. Well, that's true. They keep they yeah. they, no. they 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 are not going to do it out. But see, you know, I still find this area to be such a large city, and to be growing at the rate that it's growing, to be so far behind culturally and racially. Maybe I mean part of what I'm thinking though too is I'm just sitting here thinking about this. Every person sitting at this table is in an, in an interracial relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. I don't. And yeah. You know what the crazy part is? That was pointed out to me one time, and I never thought of it that way. Mm. I never right. thought of it that way. It Until was actually you. it was actually my mother-in-law that brought it up to my wife. <laughs> that brought it up to my wife, and she's like. What is it like to be in an interracial relationship? <laughs> <laughs> it's was like, like a relationship. I was like, I thought about it for a second. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm not fucking white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the funny thing. I mean, to hear it phrased that way, you know what I mean? Like, but so it was like, what is yeah, it like? like somebody who's different. But, it's completely but when, crazy. But to be, to totally. be, but to be for real, when you think of interracial relationship, the top thing that always comes to your head. Black and it's white. Black white. Mm-hmm. It's, you never think True. of it the other way. Mm-hmm. You never think mm-hmm. of it the way of Mr. Dollar over here, where it's white mm-hmm. and Asian. Or you never think of it as me, you know, as you're Mexican right. white. You know, it's, you know, you're always thinking interracial. It's always a black white. Yeah. That's because of history. It comes right to and mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm extremely observant. And I've gone into restaurants with my wife and not felt accepted or comfortable and we've actually gotten up and and walked out. And yeah, left. maybe we can get into that a little bit because we yeah. th- that was we had a pretty long conversation that yeah. day, and we did talk about some of your experiences here since you've been here. Before we um, get there, though, yeah, when he was saying that that other people are less accepting, he was talking about like black girls always looking at <laughs> Bruce Leroy like fucking with that girl. That's the same way with like with the um, Hispanics because I remember taking mm. my wife. We went to Costco one time and. <laughs> Dude, these Hispanic girls are just dirty looks. Dirty looks. <laughs> is, it, is it only go from the the women's side? You see it more? Or, you know what I mean? Like, because I've heard that so. idea before. You're taking so. our men, kind of thing. Yeah. But you never. So. It doesn't. You don't. You're not usually the other way. No. Yeah. And you can't take something mm. you ain't had. <laughs> <laughs> Check if you checked your attitude at the door, maybe there'd be a chance. <laughs> you know, if Daylina's listening to this, you're going to get tweeted. She's going to Facebook the Man, shit out of you. Yeah, I was thinking how, how interesting it would have been to have her on this show, actually. Have Daylene on oh, there. She's God. pretty outspoken yeah. about these sort of issues, for sure. She should have had her on. She, she is, but she's smart. I mean, she's the way that smart. she... The, she's just very intelligent. Yeah. So, okay, um, what did you study? Because that was, I don't know if you were the last one. Oh, I did. And I started laughing. And you know, (laughs) (laughs) you heard that episode. Yeah, but no, it it was actually funny because then I started thinking about how funny it is that I don't get to see you as much as I'd like to. But then by listening to this, I feel like I'm still getting to see you, you know? And so I was listening to it while I was working and I heard that and I just started laughing because it was like not a big deal. But my grad, I went to grad school at UNC and I did a dual degree program in public health and city and regional planning. Yeah, I'm the dumb okay. one. I'm the dumb one in the relationship. <laughs> what did I say? I said urban planning. Urban Which planning. is true. No, city and regional planning, of, yeah, is yeah. urban planning. But I didn't end up it. going that direction. I do monitoring for clinical research, which is the public health side of it. But right. the, the whole idea behind the program is is creating healthy environments that, like, uh, create or having an environment that kind of makes you be, say, active. Like, like for instance, a built environment where, you know, you're biking to places yeah. versus taking a car and um and there's a lot of other aspects right right but um like my my uh thesis was kind of in housing and um 
that there's these different um, models that they do in North Carolina where they have mixed-use housing where they have various income levels within the same development and they'll actually have um, like housing for low-income people within the neighborhood of high-income housing to try and because diversity is not just it's not just like diversity of race it's also socioeconomic yeah so so socioeconomic diversity also creates racial diversity a lot of times too so that was on the last podcast we were actually talking about that yeah when I was um, I actually took a, um, a public health and environment class too, and that's um, my project that I did was on Belmar, on the new urbanism oh, of okay. Belmar. Yeah. Belmar is the same way. Belmar is where they have um, low income and high income. Mm-hmm. So they have penthouses, but they also have the low income. And it's a same thing. It's a work, work live, play sort of thing where they have yeah. housing developments, they have parks. What they is have Belmar, biking. Mike? Uh, Belmar is in Lakewood. Okay. Um, okay. And um, it's it's actually like becoming one of the models for new urbanism on how to make everything co cohesive mm-hmm. together. And they also compared that with um, Charleston as well. Charleston is kind of the same way where they have like the the low um, economic side, but again at the same side. Oh, are you talking right. about South Carolina? Yeah. Is it, I hate, hate, hate South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would like just. Break the fuck off and float away in the ocean. <laughs> What's wrong with South Carolina? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I hate. I, th- I well, I mean, I think it's the history behind it that bothers you. Well, it's I, not. It's the. It's and also it's like present day. Not not with the issues that have happened in in the media, but I mean that's actually adding fuel to the fire. But you know, we went to Charleston, and I, and I know people that love Charleston. It's like an annual vacation for them. And we went to Charleston one time and to find try to find the. African American slave history in Charleston is like finding a needle in a haystack. They've actually turned a lot of the slave quarters into a mall. Whoa. I, into shops. It's not even the quarters, it's like where they used to sell slaves, like the market. The yeah. slave market is like a shopping It's like an actual thing. mall. Yeah, it's a mall. And yeah. so we actually had Twisted. to Twisted. Yeah. yeah. We had to wander crap. around trying to find this um and then dark. we found like Play, a yeah, we three hundred, four hundred like square foot place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like you walk into this place and it was literally about three or four hundred square feet, two stories, and this was the history of slaves, basically in a nutshell. But they had ninety-five percent of the slaves, or something like that, came through the ports in Charleston, ports of Charleston, in, in South Carolina, and you would not know it. They have completely written off that portion of history. And I look at—I've lived in Germany, and I look at the fact that the concentration camps are, are alive and and they're they're keeping these concentration camps as a reminder and also as an education tool where it's a place like Charleston is like completely just taken an eraser and just said this didn't exist and to take something as historical as a port or the slave quarters things of that sort and to turn it into retail shops I mean how much more of a slap in the face and, right. and people don't really know that Pe- th- see this is the thing with history People don't, they don't care about history at all. A lot of people don't even care about present day, but people don't, <laughs> they don't know or don't care about history. So when I hear people say... It's called YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, South Carolina is, is like stepping back into a time zone to me. Seriously, I, I hate South Carolina. 
Yeah, it almost seems systematic too. I mean, because these, that's what you hear all the time. Racism's over. Just let it go. Just are you a slave? You're not. Just let it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you hear shit like that, and yeah. you're like, his, you're walking his around free, just fine. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't understand what you're bitching about. I don't get it. Like, we, come on. Like, wake wake the fuck up. History is important, and it plays a huge role in our current culture today. I mean, that's how we've gotten where we are. And that's why we have the problems. Remember the thing we talked about with John Stewart when he was talking about where was that? I can't remember what. Uh, uh, was it Tennessee? Uh, I can't remember. It was a southern state. Maybe it was. Maybe it was North Carolina. But he was talking about them driving down the streets, and literally the names. No, of South the, Carolina. Oh, that South, is okay, the, yep. so it's South it Carolina. South. <laughs> there we go. But the yeah, names of the yeah. streets were like that's crazy There's that they would do owners. that with yeah. the the slave quarters and stuff. And then at the same time, they've got the names of Confederate generals for the names of the yeah. streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, bridges, highways. You know, it's funny you mention that because we have a very good friend that lives in. LA and very good friends very good they're awesome awesome people and she our friend has a new job I, I don't know if you would say new at this time but I found what she does is extremely interesting I want to let my wife because she she can definitely elaborate a little bit better but I'm gonna let my wife tell you what she does it's it's like um she it's like a Jewish organization that manages the money from Germany that goes to Holocaust survivors, <coughs> and so she she like helps with all the money that Germany is sending to the United States for people who somehow were in some way affected by the Holocaust to this day to yeah, this it was day like the allocation or whatever. yeah to this so, day so Germany p- is paying for like retribution. For these individuals who and here we're like were, ex-slave families, get over yeah, it. Yeah, it's exactly. over. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You know what I'm so tired of? Is all the so racism and the term itself. And people say it's like it when when black when it's black against white instead of white and white against black. Everyone was like, "That's reverse racism." No. <laughs> um, by the way, reverse racism <laughs> <Right>. is not racism. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, reverse right. racism is not racism. Racism is black white, white black, brown black, brown white. Mike, isn't that like saying uh, I've done a three sixty? So you're right. Back where you started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did a full three sixty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel. I feel like if you look up the word racism, though, it's like oppression or something like that, and I feel like it actually is oppression of whites on a minority group whereas discrimination is like not liking other people because of the color of their skin etc so i really don't think racism can be from anyone but a white like white and it's not necessarily i don't know i don't think so well here's here's the actual definition uh the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics or abilities specific to that race especially so as to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race or races and i came across some of this shit is that wikipedia (laughs) it's google it's like the uh the google so when people so when white people say they can wrap their asses off they're being racist that's (laughs) wait did you just say that it's for our black people did you say it's for a superior talent or i thought uh, it was superior race inferior or superior in other words saying to another race to another race so yeah it is about race it's basically saying that I believe all people of this race have these characteristics and that makes them either better than us or worse than us. That's yeah, we, racism. We can rap. We By can, We can jump. We can run. Black people are better athletes. <laughs> That's racism. Yeah. Black people, it's yeah. still racism. Yeah. Black people are better athletes. I'm going to tell racism. you the one thing I hate too is the word articulate. And it seems to only be used... Uh, <laughs> He's a very articulate. Yes. Black, very articulate yes. colored gentleman. Yes. 
I, you, you I, hear he that might have went to school. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what? You should tell him about oh, all the people that have you've run into oh, that think man. that you're. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, right. You know the number one question: What do you do? Yeah. Here in Colorado, well, he never, you tell, maybe you could talk yeah. a little bit about some of your experiences because one, I mean, some of these you were you were talking about cars, buying cars, buying watches. Oh these man, it's, it's been great. So, so one that I remember happened recently was um, the my landscaper, and I love this guy to death. He's absolutely fantastic. He came. He was working on a project in the in the yard, and he came back the second day, and he was like, he said, "All right, you drive an athlete's car." You guys live in an excellent neighborhood, uh, beautiful house. So what do you do for the Broncos again? What position do you play? He was like, I got to yeah. tell you, we looked up the, the Broncos roster, and I couldn't find your name. He was like, and the reason this came to this, I said my name is spelled with an A, and he said, oh, that's how you spell it. He was like, because we looked up the Denver Broncos roster, and I could not find you on the roster. And I was just like, Wow. <laughs> Talk about presumptuous. Jeez. Wow. Way down that path. That's the same yeah. thing when I was at the club. Remember I told you that story too. Big Ron, who will be on next week. Um, Big Ron is Puerto Rican. Um, and But he, he looks like he's African-American. He's, he's black. But he's Puerto Rican. He's not black at all. And um, there was times where we would just be like chilling on a day off at the bar next to us. And um, I'm a bigger guy and Big Ron's even bigger than me. And uh, we were sitting there one day, drunk-ass people, same thing. And they're like, you can see them talking to each other, whispering, whispering, whispering. And they're like, okay. They come up to me. He's like, hey, you guys got a lighter? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. big Ron smokes. And so he's got a lighter, and they started chatting us up. And he's like, so, so, so you guys got a big game next week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's, you guys, you guys don't play for the Broncos? <laughs> Oh my God. I would have ran with it. And I was like, first off, I was offended because I am not a Bronco fan. <laughs> a cowboy fan over there. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's just, again, it's just, it's not only just racial. Like, if it's well, I think physical. that was racial. Yeah. yeah. When, I would say that was, I, I get that all the time. Like, so do you play for the Broncos? Or do you rap? Yeah, you were saying yeah. you've gotten that multiple times where they're thinking you're a oh, professional athlete of some common. sort since you moved here. That is that is common. I mean, and it's like, <laughs> one of these days I'm going to take it and run with it. Did you fire him? Yeah, I fire, would. Fire I would have already ran No, he's, he's an excellent guy. I just kind of laughed it off because I've heard it so much. And now I say it to my wife and she's just like, really? <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it's like the 30th time that we've heard it. Like, And I tell you the... The first red flag that I think I got, I went to a car dealership and I was looking at a car and the guy gave me the key to the car. He said, I'll be right back. So I get in the car. He was like, you know, get in the car, look around, what X, Y, and Z. So I started up the car and I'm just sitting there thinking we're going to go on a road test. And uh, I sat in the car for 30 minutes and he never showed back up. Never showed up. And I'm like, wow, like this is absolutely ridiculous and it was an expensive car and a lot of times i'll just wear jogging pants t-shirt just go out however the hell i feel like going out and the look like like me having to say something to the manager is just completely inexcusable and, and i can only i would hate to say it but and it may be me being oversensitive to some people but i would hate to think if i was a white guy 
would I be sitting in that car for half an hour? Well, and there's more. I don't know if maybe I'm mixing up two stories, but is this the one too where you? I mean, you actually left, and then you came back. That yeah, that was that was uh, that was at another dealer. That was a, a second occurrence. <laughs> it's got multiple <laughs> stories. So like so, this so I was looking at so I was looking at two SUVs, and I'm cars are my thing. That's my wife would tell you I'll sit there for two or three hours and just look at different things about cars and and shoes. No, no, <laughs> I'm black. I can love shoes. I like that's Jordans. Racist. That's racist. I like Jordans. Okay, that's racist. <laughs> so, so, well, the watches thing. All right, you guys have to really help me out before the show closes. You guys got to help me out with the timepiece, not the watches, the timepiece, because my wife doesn't understand. But <laughs> let me go back to the to the SUV. So I'm looking at two SUVs. They're Porsche Cayennes, which are the SUVs. They're midsize SUVs because nice. we're, at this point in time, we're like something a little bit larger than what my wife drives, but not overly obnoxious in terms of size. So this the, the dealership had like a 2009, 2010 Porsche Cayenne Turbo. And I really like that body style because it's a little bit more masculine uh, because they changed it up like, 11 12 or whatever so they're parked right beside each other and i was like yeah i said i want to look at this one and this one and the guy says okay let me go get the keys so he comes back and i said well let's start with the one on the left and that was the older model and uh he says okay and i said well let me ask you how many miles does this thing have on it because it's clearly pre-owned being that it's that old of a model and uh, he said 75,000. I said, nope. I said, way too many miles. I said, I, I, if I want to do something pre-owned, it's going to be 10, 20,000 miles max. So then I said, let's go to the other one. And the guy was like, that's a $110,000 car. And I said, I never once fucking asked you How much the price <laughs> of this vehicle. Not only that, but you didn't state the price of the other one, the other one to me. And you were ready to go out. Well, in the way he said with it, the, me. the yes. way he described he, it. Too. I mean, he stopped. So. It was like that's a hundred and ten thousand dollar vehicle. Like, are you crazy? Like, and then the next question was, what do you do? <laughs> what do you drive? This was the next question. Like, I'm sitting here on a Porsche. Yeah, like I really, I didn't lot. realize that you were also the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I literally looked at the guy. I said, you know what, man. I said, fuck this. I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. So I got in my BMW, and I paused there uh, <laughs> and drove off, and I went one stop. I said, you know what? There's no way in hell I'm going to let this guy get away with this. So I go. I actually made a U-turn at the line. I went back in, and I walked into the dealership, and the same asshole was standing there. So he walks into his office because I asked the front desk for a manager. So the salesperson walks into his office. He walks and he back seen, out. He saw you yeah, before he went yeah. to his office? Yeah, he was like, oh, back so soon. Like he was almost trying to run me away. And he walks into his office. I don't say anything to him. He comes back out. And the first question he asked me, did I say something to offend you? If you got to ask. That goes back to, I'm not racist, but. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? And that was, and, I, and I've, I've had this experience. So what's worse? So what's worse, knowing that somebody offended you or somebody just being totally ignorant in the offensive? 
Ignorance isn't really an excuse. Yeah. It's more tolerable, though, than, like, blatant racism. Yeah. But you know, though, when somebody is just kind of bouncing around the bush, when yeah. you know they know what they're going to say, what they really want to say. Like, you could tell an ignorant motherfucker from somebody who's just trying to be a smartass. Yep. There's a difference. Right. And I've had that in different stores, you know, and looking for my wife for a Christmas gift, I go into Tiffany's in Cherry Creek, and... You know, the second question after what and what is my name is, what do I do? And I'm in Tiffany's. It has nothing to fucking do with what I'm looking for at all. Now, I just had an experience in Las Vegas where I buy my wife something very nice. Never once did they ask me what I do, who I was. It was, it was courtesy from day one. And I just, I, probably because they see more people like me come in and purchase high-end products. Um, it was a very well-known fashion brand, but the, when that happened in Tiffany's, that really just like, like why, why, why Dude, are you the, asking me? We were sitting there on the phone talking about this that day, and you just had it felt like limitless examples of these stories. And you've been here a year. Yeah, I was shocked, and I felt like maybe I was coming from a similar perspective to Joe, where I was just sort of like, "No, it's it's great, great here." Wait, wait, what? <laughs> oh, another story. Oh, and that happened. Oh, and that happened too. And that happened too. And that happened. And after a while, it was just like, what the fuck am I missing? Like, holy shit. Like, you never think about it. Like, I, I do have white skin. Maybe that's a big, huge part of why I'm not coming across this up, which brings me to you, Leroy. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> you've been here a long <laughs> He said, what's white skin, which brings me to you, Leroy. <laughs> no, not the white skin. Part. Light skin <laughs> no, no. No, just a black dude that's been living in Colorado your whole life. Um, have you come across stuff like that? You ever had shit like that happen, you think? Yeah, but it, it happened. It started when I was a lot younger. So I was exposed to it, and I think it's important that, you know, like, you take your daughter places. Like, my dad would drag me everywhere. You go to buy a new car, I'd go. So I was exposed to, like, the stuff that you see now. I already saw it happen before. So when it happened to me, I was like, man, I don't give a fuck about you. It happened to me at a Range Rover dealership. I just went over in basketball shorts and a tank top or whatever. Nobody helped me. Nothing. Nothing at all. I didn't say shit to me. I happened to go back a week later, and I was coming from class, and I was dressed up for like a presentation. So I had on slacks and a, a nice coat and a tie. I hit the lot, and three people, hey, can I help you? Hey, 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 no, no, y'all can it's, help me. It's crazy. My, I, I would like to know what my wife, now that she we've we've been together for a number of years, but <coughs> she has become aware of it now, and she's become conscious of it now, and it's not just me telling her stories sometimes she'll observe things or she'll notice things and she's actually she's not oblivious to it anymore for lack of better terms so i i I don't think they do it as much when i'm around though for some reason like unless it's someone that's against our relationship (laughs) i don't i feel like when i'm around you're not you don't experience it as much for whatever reason but i also want to say it's not just here like it was in north carolina too it just but i don't think not as often yeah and and I think it's just more diverse. And so a lot of times you would be going to a store and it wouldn't always be white people that were working. So when it's a black person working, chances of them, you know, treating you poorly was less. But I don't know. My parents had it happen to him in Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. They went out there last summer and they bought a like a bus, like a motorhome. Mm. So they get there and, you know, it's the same situation. There's just a bunch of motorhomes on a big outdoor lot. And they walk on, nobody says anything. Mm. So they walk around for 35 minutes, 
in and out, no salesman, no nothing. And this is like, think of it like the flea market for motorhomes, right? Mm. So there's a shit ton of people there and there's salesmen everywhere because it's like a convention. And no one's even paying nothing attention. Happens. So the only person that actually helped him was a black dude. He just mm. walked up. He starts talking to him and my dad was like, he didn't say anything. But he's like, man, I stood around for 45 minutes and nobody talked to me. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And uh, he said, you know, I, I saw people look at me. They saw me come in and out. You know, they, they obviously knew I was shopping, but they never really stopped. And I guess, you know, maybe they just thought that, oh, you can't afford that. Or I, who knows? Who I knows, have no right. idea. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Who's the know. brothers trying to go camping? <laughs> <laughs> I like people don't buy motorhomes. What the hell? They own the wrong lot. <laughs> you give a Cadillac? <laughs> that's, that's down the way. <laughs> Well, I, I also think, though, that sometimes it's just poor customer service in general. Yeah, and yeah. That, sure, you know, sure, And so sure. it's, like, hard to separate sure. the two because when you're black and you're getting poor customer service, like, you don't know if it's the instance where it's just poor customer service or right. if it's well, racially cra- motivated. The crazy part about being I'm black. sorry. Uh, one, one second. If you're racist, you can only give shitty customer service. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> the crazy part about, you know, the poor customer service or the looking at me and doing what's called curbside qualifying is <laughs> a lot of times I feel like I he's have in to, sales is that yeah. <laughs> I have to justify uh, myself and, and my presence by what I may be wearing sometimes definitely by what I'm driving I think that's like number one like mm-hmm. you have to use material things to to kind of because if I pulled up and i'm looking at a rolex and i'm driving a nissan Sentra. nothing against a car but i feel like i have to go that extra mile to get that service and respect from any place that i go into with you know car be it the way that i talk like that's one thing that's one thing that's real big is that i feel like black people have to be especially black black men have to be very they have to almost be a chameleon, and you have to be able to adapt and adjust to your situations. So like we, uh, Leroy, we've talked about like that to have before, your, I would like to uh, visualize your finest Rolex. Is there a way that I can have that tangible object in my hand to feel it for myself? He's very, yeah. he's very articulate. He's very articulate. Yeah. <laughs> Leroy, what, I mean, you, you know what I mean. You have to, you have to be able to at Whole Foods and I had a lady say something to me and she said uh, I was on my way to a birthday party picking up a cake and it's called a Chantilly cake oh so good really oh good. my god and she goes you are so well dressed and well spoken and I'm like yes and I was like why don't you at the end yes. of that why don't you say for, for a black guy yes. that's what you're thinking yes right. and I was like I just looked at it and I was like thanks yeah. I don't I don't know if she listens or not but, but one of my <laughs> wait a minute but didn't she preface that with I'm not a racist <laughs> <laughs> she in her mind it was I said that you know she's like I'm not really racist at all but I just wanted to say I don't know if she listens but one of the uh, one of the people I went to high school with one of my friends I went to high school with uh, her name is Calandra she had put on Facebook one time that she's tired of hearing from multiple people I'm like you know oh my gosh you're really pretty Uh-oh. for a black girl <laughs> Oh, Literally, yeah. people would say yeah. that. It's really pretty for a black girl. Yeah. Oh my god. What the fuck yeah. are these people? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like the way, like the one oh you were telling gosh. your story about the whole Nissan Sentra and stuff like that. You know, you had to kind of 
to play the piece, like I must be like super anti-racist because my frame of mind is thinking if you're rolling up in a Nissan Sentra looking for a Rolex, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, this you, guy got good credit. You, you, you <laughs> borrow your friend's beater to go. Get <laughs> this guy got good credit. We've been saving up a lot. I'm gonna, that's, yeah, that's I'm his, gonna, I'm gonna his, give him the best experience he had. That's yeah. his, his, his low-key car. <laughs> yeah, '79 Ford pickup. <laughs> that's not that's not a lie. That's what Bruce Lee Ray drives. Yeah. <laughs> really, two tone. And when I say two tone, I mean primer and the regular paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's dope. That's good. Oh man! So, but it seems like there's something real. I mean, there's something really here. It's hard to distinguish, you know, the bad customer service, and then how much of it is too. I mean, even if I if I showed up at a nice car dealership, you know, longer hair and about, yeah, I was gonna say flip flops and board shorts, you gonna probably get, not gonna. It might, all right, who knows? Tony, I love you to death. You're gonna get fucking help. We should. We you should. Think yeah, so? yeah. yeah. If we, you know, it's crazy because we, if we did that with hidden cameras with the two of us you, you'd separately. be you'd be amazed and appalled I, like well this is this whole thing is rocking my brain right now i'm not even gonna lie from the day we had the conversation it was it sort of felt like this giant mountain that i didn't see before <laughs> like it was there the whole time yeah. but i just never i mean <laughs> privileged white guy i guess i don't know i mean i grew up poor <laughs> as shit but still i've got you know i'm a white guy and maybe i just don't notice because those things but i really had no idea you got, you got pigment on your team yeah <laughs> If we wore the same thing, drove the same car, and we went to the same dealership on separate days and recorded our experiences, we should. You'd you'd be pissed. (laughs) They would be like go viral on YouTube, (laughs) right? You'd you'd be pissed. I mean, and they some people do do things like that. Like you know, I've gone in. I I was standing in line in a nightclub. My buddies and I was three of us. uh, So I guess we look like uh, a posse or a gang. And uh, the posse, I've heard that. It's they so told weird. us, and we knew that we couldn't wear sneakers. We knew this, but they said they weren't allowing Sperry's anymore. That's all I wear. This is what they told I us. I do. I wear Sperry's. Oh, but they would probably yeah. let you in. But with they Sperry's. let the. But they let the. They let the white guy behind us with flip flops. They let him in the Ooh. club. I swear to God. Do you let him in the candy? club? Yeah. She won a lawsuit against a club called Chloe for some shit like that. She filed a really? lawsuit against Chloe for some shit like that. That was years ago. I remember working with her, and she said that you know her and some girlfriends went, and they they said the club was at capacity or whatever, and they, they you know they couldn't let people in that were wearing sweatpants or something bizarre, and they wound up actually letting some more people in behind them who were white who had on you know whatever it, that they said they were let people in. And the club was full anyway. She filed a lawsuit against them and won. On, was it on wow. racist uh, base? Uh, it's on discrimination. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, yeah. I mean, and people, it, it exists. It's not. Why well, no? Yeah, it just definitely exists. Creating the shit, you know. Right. I guess I just was a little too optimistic about how things have changed in 2015. Yeah. You know what I mean? And hearing some of these stories from your perspective and realizing, like, holy We've shit, been Hispanic. I've had it happen to me from black people. Hell I've yeah. had it happen to me from from white people. When I was at the grocery store one time, I accidentally pressed going to that self checkout. I accidentally pressed the fucking Spanish button. I've done that before. And I understand it. I do understand it. Right. But like when I was going through it and like like messed up and like it said I had something in the bag, you know, and you know, it said, you know, tomorrow la tamea de la bosa. And I was like, okay, that just means take the last thing out of the basket. I was like, but there's nothing in there. And so I'm like standing there and the lady's like looking at me and no joke. She's like, sir, (laughs) whatever you put in the bag can you take it out 
And oh, I was like looking at her, I was like, this bitch don't think I speak English. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like sitting there and I was like, and I was like, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna go with it. And I was like, I was holding the thing in my hand still, and I was all, este? Esto? <laughs> and she's like, no, yeah, come, let me see. And she like came over and she's like, oh, no, no, okay, yes, here, I'll, I'll scan it. And she like scanned it in and put it away and everything and, and got like, oh, I, you know, gosh. I checked out and everything, right? And she was like, you have a nice day. And I turned around to her and I was like, you have a good day too, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and her face just got so bright red. That's hilarious. Well, you know the funny thing too on that is how it's always so funny when people are speaking to somebody that doesn't speak their language, they always think the volume is going to help. <laughs> what is your name? So I worked at Costco for a really long time. Um, from 17 to 22 for five years. That's a really long time when you're 17 years old. Long time in your 20s, five years. You know, I was working at Costco, and it's the same way with um, with Indians. They don't enunciate; they just say it louder. So it was always <laughs> like, "Excuse me, I was like, uh, excuse me, I was like, what are the ungodidas? And I was like. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm he not. Just kept sure. getting louder. Can you, can you <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm. It's not that I don't understand you because you're not your speaking volume, loud enough. Your volume. I'm not. Deaf. You're loud enough. It's just I don't. If you, I need you to enunciate, please. And so every single time that that would happen, I'd always do the same thing. I'm like, you know what? The people up front, those blue and red vests. <laughs> you go ask them. They have computers. They have computers up there. And they'll tell you exactly where those aisles are. And I was a merchant. I was a merchant at the time. And so later on, I'd be walking around, and I was like, merchandising. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, um, where are the uncooked tortillas at? That's what he was saying. He was saying uncooked tortillas. Okay. All right, I get that. I got that. Or you know what else is funny, too? It's, and racism isn't just against race, race, race. Racism is also within race. Because oh, I've yeah. had... I've oh, yeah. had Mexicans come up to me numerous amount of times and like walk up to me. Yeah, I'm just like, assuming you speak Spanish. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Myra gets Spanish all the time. She's Filipino, but all the time people yeah. think she's Mexican. I'm a bit Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And I speak Spanish, which is the funny Now story. that I, I think about it, I was in the army. I had a buddy named Jacob X. Estes. And I actually, used, we used to call him a fake ass Mexican <laughs> because he didn't speak Spanish and he lived in Texas. So. That was his nickname, fake ass Mexican. And now I'm like, <laughs> that's nice. That was definitely that was racist. Now. <laughs> but we didn't think about it back then, you know. And he didn't didn't seem to bother him. But I mean, just things well, like that just happen, and we don't think twice about it. I mean, I think it's, PC is good, and it's good we're moving in a direction like that in general. But sometimes you have to understand the wiring of a human being. I mean, we make stereotypes. It's how we've been wired to survive. You know what I mean? Like, you you see something, it's like for the first time, oh, this reminds me of this, this, that, and the other. And the last time, it had these sort of similarities. And these aren't conscious things that we do. They're subconscious. So it's, I mean, that's, that's the funny thing too, is that I think it's good to be PC and it's good, you know, for us to be careful about the things we're saying and how offensive we're being. But you also have to keep in mind too, that there's a certain amount of it that's just primitively ingrained in your DNA. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the craziest story that I've ever had happen to me really, really quick. Uh, this is back when I was in sales. Uh, I became, I was young, 28, 29, became manager of a store up North Maryland. Uh, not going to get the exact location, so I had a staff of older Caucasians working for me. Here I am, 28, 29. They had transferred me. They wanted me to go up and take over the store. 
X, Y, and Z. So I had a, an employee that was just within my first week was a problem employee and it was an older white female. So Saturday morning meeting, you're trying to, you know, basically a pep rally for the weekend. And, you know, she just had an outburst. And I said, look, if you can't wait until the meeting's over and we can go into my office and talk, uh, then maybe you need to go home for the day. So she just had an outburst again. And I said, Marie, I said, I tell you, Marie was actually my assistant. I said, uh, take her to her desk, help her clean it out, and escort her out the, out the store before we open up. And as she's walking out of the store with, with her stuff, we're standing there, and this is as the store is opening, and weekends were very big in retail, always are, always, always yeah. will be. Yeah. She She's backing out of the door and opening up the door with her back. She's looking at this older white staff, and she says, I hope you all enjoy working for this nigger. Oh, that was, oh, that's that's blatant. That's just like yeah, it's no candy. And then she that. filed for unemployment and loss. <laughs> Denied. So wow, that was I think that was the 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 worst that I've I've always experienced. See, I, I mean, it's hard. I don't really understand that, but you see it. I mean, it's very. It's kind of what we're talking about with President Obama. You know, there's a lot of fucking pissed off white people. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of pissed white people. They're like, you know what's unbelievable? This fly that's in this fucking room. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I had the window this open. This fly earlier. is not racist at all. It was hitting all of us. Uh, everyone is like, I felt terrible for you earlier, Joe. You were talking, and the thing was just like completely mobbing you. I had this window open over here earlier. It doesn't have a screen, and I should have thought of it. And I left it open. This one motherfucking fly got in here, yeah. just hounding the shit out of us. You were talking about stereotypes. <laughs> And what fucks people up bad is when you don't fit them. Yeah. It doesn't matter what race you are. <laughs> right, right. That's when you get those weird off the wall comments, right? Because yeah. I think that's us. I think that's when people say, "Oh my God, you're you're so well spoken." You know, <laughs> what do you do, or where are you from? You like you can't be a normal black guy. <laughs> you, black people don't use that type of English. Are your parents Angelina and Brad? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is amazing. I do got something we want to bring up that I thought was yeah. crazy. Do it. So, anybody watch the ESPYs? Anybody? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched the whole. No, thing. I had something else going on in my life at I that didn't time. Either. So did I. It was probably Xbox. No. <laughs> that, was, that was better, but it was weird because there was a lot of people that were flipping out about Caitlyn Jenner getting the yes. award for courage, right? Uh, yes. But what I thought was really funny is so last year, why did Michael Sam get the award for courage? <gasps> Wow. So you got a white man or woman that, that comes out and says, you know, I want to be a woman, and they hype it up. But you got an African-American male who's the first openly gay NFL player ever, and they shun the shit <laughs> out no, of him. He didn't courage. get no SB. So even that's before good, that, that's a good point. Even before that, though, let's not forget, there was a NBA basketball player yes. who's yeah. retired. Jason, who, was it Jason Williams? I don't want to misquote his I name. I don't know who yeah. it was. But he was a center. He, he was, was a before that. Before he, he, and he came out. Yeah, he came yeah. out to say that he was gay. Nobody yeah. Nobody wanted yeah. made a big deal about that. Wow. Huh. Jason Collins. Jason Collins. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, so, and that was, I think correct. that was like even three years, three yeah. or four years ago. So that was yeah. a while. Yeah. And they just shoveled him off. The, he's now, like, you yeah. talk about courage in the most masculine sport in the world. This guy comes out and he says he's gay. That's that's yeah. courage. You know, that's what I'm saying. But Prior to the draft, I think if it were me, I would have waited until they call my name in the draft. And as soon as I went up and ESPN interviewed me about being picked number fifth, number five in the, in the, in the first round of the draft, I would have said, you know what? That's great. I'd like to make an announcement. I'm gay. 
I would that's when I would have done it. Right. Well, yeah. once you draft it, you, you, once you're, you're you're in the lottery, that's that's guaranteed. Yeah, it's a lot of years on you too. Yeah, using yeah. a platform in a way, which is another thing with the whole Jenner thing that I you know can't help but think about is too is like there's so much emphasis on oh okay you're a woman you were born a woman you want to be oh we get it cool I'm cool with that keep it moving what the fuck else are you doing with your right. life like what right. do you so you have this huge platform right. people paying attention to you what are you doing right. to make the world a better place you know Caitlyn is about a staunch, me, 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 me. Caitlyn's a staunch Republican FYI well they even said yeah. shit about yeah. how. Uh, and one, there's a magazine article that said something about how Serena Williams was built like a man. man yeah. Oh, yeah. And they talk about that Caitlyn Jenner is I think the it was, I think it was like Time. Yeah. New York Times. Oh, I saw what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. It was the New York yeah. Times. I was mm-hmm. like, boy, if she was built like a man, you'd bring her over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, actually, um, uh, one, of our, one of the guests that I'm trying to get on is uh, Steve Griffin. He had posted something about that article. Yeah. And th- and I said something to the fact too. I was like, I was I was like, um, Serena Williams. I was like, she's she's beautiful, yeah, beautiful. And I was like, she would kill me. She would break me off something new if that was ever to happen. <laughs> I was like, I don't even break me off something new. <laughs> Serena Williams has an ass that every girl is is going to the plastic surgeons to get now, which is crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy because you see this we're seeing this proliferation of women with giant asses now this was not always the thing you know squatting they're they're squatting like crazy yeah. but still it i'm serious i'm serious if you know yeah. it's a it's something we've seen in, in in our society at the same time look at all the supermodels still it's still the same fucking shit yeah there's like just bone thin yeah. and Whereas, yeah. like, what is it about popular media? And it's something to do with the popular media and what is okay to put in front of people. Like, like when they, I think about when, like, they cast sitcoms and shit like that, and they're like, is he going to be okay? Is is the audience going to respond mm. well? There's this whole, how is the audience going to respond as opposed to just going, wait, is this cool? Like, no, she's got a nice body. She's hot. That's good. Yeah. But, well, but I don't know if we can put her in a magazine. I don't know people are going to be overwhelmed. We need to put a skinny girl. It's what people are used to. It's what people yeah. respond to. There's this difference between what's real and then the what's popular The reality show that always cracked me media. up is um, Real World. Real World always cracked me up because it was like when they do their casting, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like their questions were like, <laughs> how fucking crazy are you? You're a black you? man. <laughs> What do you feel about white ladies? Oh, I love white ladies. I really like white ladies. Hi, white lady. What do you feel about black lady black guys? Oh, I like black guys. Hi, white guy. What do you think about late white ladies that like black guys? Oh, fuck that shit. Oh, you, you guys, guys are, are all the same. <laughs> you guys are all in the same. Yeah, class. well, that's the thing. They're you know they're still in drama and shit. They're not. It's not reality. Reality TV is never. Did you been really reality. just kill the fly? Did you get it? Got him. Don't say that too loud. Is Got Peter listening to this? <laughs> does does Peter I mean, care lo- about flies? As long as they you probably don't eat do. it, I guess. As long as you don't eat it, I but guess. I'm, but I'm not uh, Kim Kardashian, so they probably don't give a shit about what I kill. You just you just made it go bye bye, or what? What does Callie say? <laughs> no, no, I slapped it. It I went slapped away it down to the ground, and then it went away. I appreciate that effort yeah. you just made. Though. Thank God for Atlanta. <laughs> that was a lot of focus. Again. That was nice. That's good. That's a lot of focus for. Uh, Black guys, see that's my <laughs> athleticism. He's a very focused. That's black my guy. athleticism, Mike. <laughs> you must play a sport. My left hand is a little bit quicker than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Holy so, shit! Okay, I just want to know. Um, we were talking about the the racism on all of our other sides. What push did you get pushback 
for you, Joe, personally? I mean, your experience. I mean, um, we've heard experiences from from Tyson here on you know what he's done and 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 retail and just life in general. But I mean, when you guys were dating, even dating, did you get a lot of pushback or? I don't think so, but I do know that my parents' perspective has changed a lot. Like, I don't, I think it was just some kind of foreign idea in their head that they never really even considered beforehand. And then, I mean, they like made some somewhat, you know, some comments that I'm not going to even repeat that just were kind of racist in, you know, thinking about it in hindsight. I wouldn't say racist. I would say stereotyping. Yeah, stereotyping. Stereotypical. Yeah. But I I, I I love. Your parents, they love me. Yeah, and I love you. Yeah. I want to get you down on the podcast. I heard he. I know he rolled his eyes when I said that, but maybe he would still. He come rolled on, his but. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he okay to hype him up even more. He was a beekeeper. He snowboards. Has snow what? started snowboarding when he was in his fifties. He just start. He just bought a stand up paddleboard yesterday. And Very he's black. Said, he, no, wait. Well, no, not me. No, not, not his. Me. Not his dad. No. My, my dad. Oh. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. But anyways, yeah. So, so my par- I think my parents just kind of never really thought about it, and then when they were faced with it, they were very open. And now and not- they are like conscious of every oh, yeah. situation and environment yeah. and huh. protective and too. Over- yeah, and they're I- overprotective yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of me and. I mean, we so- had an experience. Not that we need to keep going through examples, but we had an experience when we were in Idaho, actually, where I was driving and there was a biker and his family that kind of cut us off on the road. He didn't kind of. He cut us off. Okay, he cut us off. A biker isn't somebody on a motorcycle. No, No. like a bike, like riding a bike. And he got over in front of me. And at the stoplight... He got out. My, well, hus- my husband got out. Well, let's no, let's rewind. Like he, <laughs> my wife was driving. Let's, yeah, oh, he yelled yeah. at me. He yeah, turned my around wife and had to win. My, my wife, no, he didn't turn around and yell at you. He slowed down, drifted over to the left, got beside my wife who was driving with the window up, and he's his face is up against the window, and he's yelling whatever he's yelling. So that's my wife. <laughs> So when we got to the so you know what's going to happen, and it'll happen tomorrow. Exactly. So we got to the so we got to the stoplight. My husband gets out, says some words to him. Doesn't even get around. Like his the door is still in between him and the guy. I mean, he wasn't even like up in his face at all. Says some words to him. They you know they exchange words. We get back in the car, go on with our life, and then we get the doorbell ringing at eleven. Two days later. No, that night, eleven thirty at night. The doorbell ringing. The cops are there. The guy had gotten the the level and called the cops on us, on him, and sent them to the house, to my parents' house, using my parents' car, because he felt threatened. Just a white dude. No, he said he said he said I threatened him. Yeah, he said he threatened. And I told the cops, and first of all, the cops beat on the damn door like like we were drug dealers, and he said. And we were sleeping at the time. Yeah, the guy said that I threatened him, and I said, look, I said. I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to verbally threaten anyone. I know that is communicating the threat, and I know the repercussions of communicating the threat. That's just not something you do, not something you say, regardless of the situation, because someone can always take that and turn the situation, oh, they threaten me, you hear about it all the time. So I know in the back of my mind, and partly because of me being black, I'm not going to say anything overly excessive like communicating the threat. I didn't have to communicate a threat. When I got out of the car, I became the threat. So I know that. How fucking little work do these cops have? 
So the cops they're at your house and I do my kid. That's like my kid saying he hit me. Like yes. figure it out. Yeah. So like, the, I don't go up there. So I don't the have time said, for that shit. Well, I'm going to talk to him and, and try to get him not to press charges. And I'm like press charges. If that's the fucking what? case. I'm pressing charges. Mm-hmm. I'm and this like, that's was, absolutely ridiculous. This was like during the time when we were trying to decide if we wanted to move to Idaho or Colorado. And it was kind of an exclamation point on, eh, <laughs> you know, Idaho. Idaho may, and I mean, we kind of already were leaning towards Colorado and felt like Idaho maybe wasn't as diverse and they're more diverse than they used to be for sure. But yeah. it just, beautiful place. Yeah. It was just crazy. I just couldn't. And so my parents have, have now experienced that, which they just thought was crazy. And so I think, the time you know we've been together since 2007 so they they've definitely have developed and their perceptions of race and all of they're that a lot have more cha- conscious yeah um, and that's what i i love is that they're more conscious of situations and 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 racism if it if it's present and joella's mom doesn't put up with shit and she'll she'll say anything to anyone if it's on her mind and she wants to speak her opinion she doesn't she doesn't bite her tongue and that's it's been absolutely great it's yeah great i think there will be a better place if people smoked their spoke their mind that was a you know so so the president was in <laughs> oklahoma i think it was oklahoma yep he recently got, right did you see all the confederate yep, flags confederate and, flags and people screaming and stuff man, that, i like these people kill me man. okay it's not one person that makes decisions everybody by the way yeah <laughs> it goes has to go through the house has to go to the senate yeah. people are retarded we already on. know this. it's not it's not obama that's back there just like right bam no more confederate yeah. flag yeah bam obamacare well, yeah. bam like yeah. Well, we'll get into that too because it's in the news and everything. This is this is fascinating to me. It's definitely been eye opening for me. I, I actually want to have you guys back again. I think feel like if we could get Griff on here and Daylina all in the same episode, that'd be fantastic. Because I want to do this again. I want to talk well, about all the, the big done, mountain I haven't seen for years. Well, then Griff also <laughs> turns it around and does a lot of great things for the community in China with the youth and sports and stuff like that. So right, you guys have a great that. platform, and and to see you guys exercise it, I think is is definitely commendable. For sure, know, man. Well, we'll, d- tell, we'll definitely tell, tell your black friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our demographics are a little low. We need some. Mike, Mike, did you see how I put that sentence together, though? <laughs> That's pretty good. Right? That's very <laughs> we need more black guys like him on the show. <laughs> oh All my comments God. made by Mike Pierce are not affiliated with, according to Mike and Tony. Uh, what do you say, buddy? You want to move on to some... Uh, Let's turn this around. Go to the... Fun fact. Can I ask you one question first? Okay. Why oh. is it that on Fruit of the Loom commercials, the black dude is always the grape? <laughs> <laughs> well, he could be the watermelon. <laughs> if they had watermelon, he would be. But you ever thought about that? I was like, why don't we get to be the strawberry? Your skin tone looks better in You always want to be a strawberry yeah. grape. <laughs> so, <laughs> his, his pink shirt. So, yeah. He do wear some fruity shirts. Hey, you guys <laughs> have to remind me to tell you my story. I just have... I have many stories from my trip in Vegas, but one I'm dying, oh, right. dying to tell you. Okay, guys. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we looked for the Money Team Gym. My nephews are in town. Took them to Vegas for the NBA Summer League. So they're like, "Do you know where Mayweather's gym is? X, Y, and Z." I'm like, "Yeah." So we ru- we ride through one night, and there was no one there, obviously. And on the way to Summer League, the next day. I was like, hey, you guys want to ride through again? And they're like, yeah, let's go through before we go to Summer League. So we ride through, and I see cones out in front of the the Money Team. I think it's the Money Team gym. 
And uh, uh, I said, Mayweather must be coming at some point today. They have cones out. And so we go less than a block away to a Chinese restaurant. And I said, well, let's have lunch here. So I said, before we leave, we'll stop by the gym, see if anything's popping off. So we're sitting down having lunch, and this freaking guy, like 6'8", 6'9", walks in, and he's a black guy named Adam, which is crazy. Black guy named Adam, and yes, I am stereotyping. So he walks in. It was probably ne- spelled like A-D-Y-N. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks in, and my nephew's like, you think that's Mayweather security? And I was like, you know what? Go ask him. Don't ask me. I don't know him at all. So they, one of my nephews built up the courage, and they go and ask him, and he struck up a conversation with my nephews. And, and I'm like, wow, like, this guy isn't actually Mayweather, but the fact that my nephews were very curious about him, and he took out the time to talk to them, was spoke volumes to me, first and foremost. Absolute volumes. He came over to the table, shook my hand, talked to them again. I'm like, wow, this is stand-up, because most people... And we saw a lot of basketball players. Some of them brushed the kids off. But um, So he was like, before you guys leave, why don't you stop by the gym? And uh, we're like, okay. So we finish up lunch, and we go by the gym. And we're standing there for about 15 minutes. And up rides, pulls this Mercedes AMG in a Suburban. And out of the Suburban... Hops Mayweather, he was actually driving. Hops Mayweather. He's like five three. <laughs> and and uh so the guy that we met in the restaurant comes out and says, Hey, Mayweather's sparring, you guys can come in. No way. I swear to God. He says, You guys can come in. He said, But you have to turn your cell phones off. They have to be off. If you have to take a call, make a call, you gotta go outside. So we turn our cell phones off, we go in, and we're probably six feet, if that, from the ring. Wow. And Mayweather is like so close that we could reach out and grab him if we wanted to. I would have. And he's like warming up, <laughs> he's warming up, and they're, you know, rubbing his legs down, and he had a masseuse that was massaging his shoulders, and he's like starting to break a sweat, they're raping, taping his hands, and... and and uh, right in front of us. This is going on right in front of us. Wow. So I look to my left, and one person over from me, uh, which I think was Mayweather's driver or something like that, one person over from him was uh, uh, Senior. And I'm like, I'm, I'm more enthralled with Senior. I, I, I think Senior <laughs> is funny as hell. He's a I, character. I, yeah, he could have his own reality show and probably should. Uh, and I'm like, Wow. So this is all going on, and I look over, and I look at this guy, and I'm like, why did this guy look so familiar? I was like, get the fuck out of here. This is Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson's dad, is in the gym at the same time. This is like a huge event. So Mayweather, like I said, we're about six feet from from the ring. Mayweather spars for like 45 minutes. With this guy, like, full-out sparring, and they're going at it. They're, they're literally going at it, and Mayweather let the guy punch himself out before he eventually knocked the guy out. And knocked this him is, out with headgear and shit, huh? Yeah, they had headgear on, and he knocked the guy out. 
And this was like six feet away. And I'm like, I cannot believe this shit is happening to us right now at this moment. Wow, man. And my nephews, I wanted to stay and watch him finish training because his dad didn't get involved. His dad wasn't involved at that point. It was some more corner guys that were involved. And his dad was like getting up after Mayweather knocked the guy out. He got, he Mayweather rolled out of the ring, out of the bottom. And uh, they were taking, I think, his gloves off. And he was going to go over and hit the bag for a little bit, something to that extent. And his dad, was, I saw his dad getting ready. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see his dad, believe it or not. But the fact that we got to see this for free, no charge, six feet away, that was better than ringside seats at, at the MGM, was completely unbelievable. Wow. Un- yeah, so that because was... Because your that- nephews had the courage to go up and yeah, talk to Adam. Yeah, yeah, that was... That was uh, <laughs> one of my, my many highlights. This is probably one of the best trips to Vegas, and we go to Vegas quite often, but just to be able to see this. Uh, That's pretty badass, dude. Yeah, my nephew's like, no, they're from a small town. They're like, no one's going to believe this shit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That was the best. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing. We'll uh, When you come back on, too, we'll get on some more stories, too. Vegas has always has lots of crazy stories. <laughs> uh, before we do fully dive into fun facts, though, Joe, this is the first time you've been on the show. Yeah. Every guest, as you know, <laughs> we ask a question. You're on a desert island. got everything you need for the rest of your life. Nice, long, happy life. However, you're only a, you can play music, but you can only play one album the rest of your life. What is your album? That you know, I talked. I talked to uh, my husband a little bit about this today because I don't really have one. But I would. I listened to all of his music, so I said I would have a mixtape made by my husband. Oh, because I going back to eighth grade. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> you guys are saying all like she just said I was the best husband in the world or some shit. <laughs> Basically, no. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Jojo. All right, for reals. All right, take two. Fun facts. facts. All right, so again, if you want to be part of the fun facts, it's Mike and Tony Show at WROMRadio.net. Dollar Pe- bill. Petroleum jelly was the first was first discovered when a chemist visiting an oil rig noticed that the workers would smear the wax that uh, had built up on the drills and rigs on their wounds to heal them faster. He figured out he figured out how to refine it and started selling it under the name Vaseline. Hmm. Oh, Vaseline, man. It's OG. Hmm. Vaseline is It really OG. does come from oil breaks. That's where it was started. <laughs> petroleum, petroleum jelly. It's petroleum. petroleum jelly. Does it really heal stuff, though? I think it, it protects it. I think yeah, it, um, okay. it. Yeah, I think it protects it and also prevents the the blood flow. Myra had an, a, an addendum to your the fun fact about... Um, the stuff you uh you were talking about uh paper cuts uh-huh. how they hurt more than usual because there's no bleeding and so the blood doesn't coagulate and like seal it up or whatever and she was saying that's why when she learned when they were young they would put either vaseline or uh, carmex oh. on it and makes it feel a lot better because it actually covers it up add that to the next one it's also so. good for using um as diaper cream that was one of the black southern home remedies actually we were in need of diaper cream my wife was like there's nothing here i'm like do you see vaseline that's the cheap diaper cream it is a cheap diaper cream all right here's one if anybody that has a hedgehog if a hedgehog poops on you he's actually trying to behave friendly by giving you a gift 
There's a couple of nasty German videos that are like that that probably say the same thing. <laughs> uh, how many people have hedgehogs, I wonder? Not very many, I don't think. What does a hedgehog it's an exotic even pet, actually. look like? You have really to get no an exotic hedge- pet license for those. Really? You can't just... Okay. Like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, me it. too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you had a lot of owl stuff. Wait, was there a reason for the owl facts no, this no, week? Just, just owls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> owls sitting together in a group is called Parliament. <laughs> it's probably get more done than uh, our government or the British government, I would imagine. 2% <laughs> of the population, the world's population, does not produce armpit stench. Yeah, that can happen. I know my uh, my grandmother had had to have surgery in her armpits, and she had to have like um, <laughs> Tony, fucking Tony, scientist over here. Tony, come smell this. <laughs> no, my grandma doesn't talk like that. Uh, but she had to have like like her glands and stuff removed from her armpit, and she didn't, from then on she didn't sweat and had no odor coming from her armpit. So maybe some people are just born without. All so that now that you there. said that, I wonder how many uh, actresses. Can I have it removed? Right, it's the next thing now. Yeah, porno stars. Yes, they can be confident with their arms up. Sure, unsure, sure, (laughs) unsure. Anybody that remembers '90s commercials? Oh yeah, yes. Probably everybody at this table, I would think. Maybe, maybe maybe not. (laughs) We all looked at Bruce Lee because he's the youngest at the table. (laughs) And you guys, uh, fun fact: I got one for you. Okay. My wife was actually. she was forced to return a Vanilla Ice cassette tape. She purchased it when what? it first came out. Why did you return it? That was the my first parents made me return it because they didn't. <laughs> Holy crap! I think we might have talked about this because I shared on the podcast because the first why? two pieces of music I ever purchased was Hammer Don't Hurt Him. Oh and, yeah, uh, I do. I think I texted Ice you or Baby. something. But yeah, my parents made me take it back because. Well, uh, ex- explicit, I guess. Yeah. Well, I told no, the story. Was the vanilla ice explicit. That yeah, wasn't. Was. Yeah, there was. It was that was explicit. I never, never heard his entire set. In my yeah, household, it was explicit. Yeah, <laughs> really? I had that thing fucking memorized. Yeah, it was definitely pretty explicit. I remember I talked about. I was soft and wet. Wow. Was playing. My mom yeah. walked in from. What are you listening to? Nothing, mom. Fucking had no idea. This is a good song, mom. <laughs> All right, so it's been estimated that a new word is created every 98 minutes. Hmm. By whom? Snoop Dogg. By you. By <laughs> oh, Snoop. That's, yeah. that's only yeah. Snoop. Shizzle. Yeah. That's, oh, not in, shizzle. that's not including everyone else that comes yeah. up. Probably time. our nephews. <laughs> yes. So here's one. Next time we do a little cheers with beers and everything. Um, it says here, when clinking glasses with others while saying cheers, the drink from each glass should spill into each other. So almost like the commercial has like the mm. suds just going into other yeah. glasses. Yeah. Like a good way to break glasses to me. <laughs> or mess <laughs> up computers. Germs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mess up computers, right? <laughs> mess up laptops that might be at the table. Yeah, and I could see that though. It's like a, it's a <laughs> another one. A thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. I could see that. Fill in time. Fill in time. Blah blah. <laughs> Here's another one. Where did you guys meet? In in North Carolina. Is that what you mean? Outside, inside, what? Inside in a no, restaurant, because it says here that flirting is more increased when it's outside in the sunlight. Mm. Oh, that right, your success rate, right? Your success rate, yeah. yeah. Mm. That might have helped you. Just kidding. so all you do, all you single dudes out there, make sure the sun is shining. Yeah. <laughs> you're outside, in so parks. they're blinded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl, look at me this way. Here, turn around, turn around, look at me. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> 
And owl's eyes are so well developed, they are not eyeballs, but elongated tubes. It is for this reason that they cannot roll or move their eyes and can only look straight ahead, uh, which is why they have adapted the extraordinary range of movement in their neck. Mm-hmm. Crazy, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Their vision must be so ridiculous. Because wow. they hunt at night, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You gotta be able to see at night. Their eyes are actually shaped like super far back into their head, like the shape of a pin or something. It's so crazy. That's ridiculous. Mm. And and um, since you guys are over there in Southlands, if you ever go to the Lowe's in Southlands, mm-hmm. there is a great um, horned owl that lives there in, in the, the, the garden area. <laughs> Every really? time we go there, no, it's in the garden area. It has a nest oh, really? and everything, and they even have signs that says "Watch out, owl pellets." Whoa! And, and every time we go in there, every time we go in there, Calliope always is like owl, owl, owl. She like looks up, <laughs> so and it's cute. always somewhere in the rafters, in oh. there. And the babies, the babies are flying around now, but they had a big old nest up there. But wow, yeah. And I actually, huh. there was an owl pell on the ground. I was curious. So I kind of stepped on it and moved it around. Stepped and sure as shit. And sure as shit, there's bones everywhere. Just like in high school, you guys, when you dissected owl pellets. So do they feed it or it feeds off of it feeds mice off of that are already it's in? around, yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> that's <laughs> their clean lows. <laughs> yeah, that's their pest control method. <laughs> Just get an owl. Well, this is a semi outdoor area. Yeah, so it's, it's open fields it's like around in the there, garden too. Area. So. And so the mice are like, I'll just go in there where the owl is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep the food chain going, you know? Doing my part. Doing my part. All right. Let's, uh, let's hit up a little bit of the news. news. <laughs> We're flying through everything. And time for some news. So the thing that uh, here in Colorado, the jury came down. Oh, all yeah. 168 charges <laughs> for James Egan Holmes is guilty. Yep. Century 16 shooter. So he was. They ruled I think what sentencing is here in the next couple of days. Well, they said that's gonna. Isn't that gonna take a while? Yeah. Well, the sentencing like beginning in the next couple of days, and it should take a month. So they just decided he wasn't crazy. Was what it was. Yep. Right? Right. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. But looks crazy. Yeah. You know, some sometimes <laughs> he was doing a good yeah, job. Yeah. So, sometimes in that, I I do wonder. If, I mean, there has to be some form of mental illness. I, I, it's oh, hard to believe. You yeah. just can't yeah. say that a sane person does something like that. There has to be some form yeah. of mental illness, and I don't know. It's, it's inexcusable. But I do have a question for you guys because you guys live here. What? First of all, kind of, where's the theater? Second of all, did they uh-huh. turn the the actual theater where it happened? Did they turn not the entire theater, but did they turn that one particular? movie theater into a memorial no there was a there was a big push for that so here's the thing it's it's century 16 aurora it's right by the aurora mall okay Um, i worked there i helped open up the movie theater when it came out here um but uh yeah it's it's not it's it's still running like normal so people they actually can sell tickets to movies in that particular yes yeah Wow. You know, uh, Couch Guy, Mark, was uh, in the theater next, next door, door when yeah. it happened. Yeah. You're kidding. No. And he was actually, uh, I think he was going to be in that theater. And it was because he was with a big group of friends, and then they split up, and he, they went into a different one. So he had friends like, in, the, uh, in the theater yeah. that got shot up? Uh, they didn't actually get shot, but they were yeah. in the theater. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Pretty insane. Actually, Myra had a, like a friend of a cousin or something like that that actually was shot, too. Yeah. He was in the well, hospital so and stuff. The thing that always kills me about Barack Obama visited him. <laughs> Sorry. The thing that um, kills me about all these trials, like you know, like the Boston bomber thing, the, the, um, the, the Aurora Theater shooting, why the fuck is there a trial for it? Why is there a trial? You were caught 
doing something. You were caught doing something. People were well, there. You were arrested there doing that. Right. That is guilty. I you were guilty. I see where you're going with it a bit. I, I really am a firm believer in due process, like not that it works really well in the way we have it set up currently, but I believe that that process always has to happen, period. But I'm with you as far as the fucking time. Like in cases like that, it's, money. You everybody money. saw it. You were totally caught. <laughs> everybody knows. Like yeah. I agree, you still have to have a, a trial. Everyone's got it. You got to do due process. But why the fuck does it take this long? How much money is this costing us? three years ago. The waste the of resources. Complete, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I don't really know how much more guilty you get. You, you walked out the theater yeah. with the AR-15 or whatever it was, yeah. fully loaded. Right. I just think there's always due process because it's a slippery slope if you start taking that away. Because yeah. then you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. I agree with that. But three years to tell me yeah, what? Yeah, right. We all know you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's something in the news, you guys. <laughs> this doesn't say nothing like America. Like nothing else. Scientists have developed bacon-flavored seaweed. <laughs> I saw that, actually. So tofu is next. No, you just wrap your tofu up in the, the bacon-flavored <laughs> seaweed. seaweed. You're good. Because tofu tastes like nothing. Jeez. Yeah, I know. My wife eats that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about America, Mike. Yeah? Did you guys see this chick? Got a tattoo on her anus of her boyfriend's name. Wait, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Dick. It's like going around. <laughs> <laughs> or, is it, or is it like something like with an O? Or Dick was here. <laughs> something like that. His name's Odell. Is it going around? Odell. <laughs> you said on her anus. It's actually it on her anus. You know what the craziest thing was? They showed videos of this chick. She's fucking crazy. Who was crazy the person chick. that did that tattoo is what I want to know. He was just a regular tattoo artist. There was like a giant crowd right. around watching probably this. her boyfriend. Comes in. Comes in. I would like a tattoo on my anus. Can you imagine? Wow, you were so articulate. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. Anus on the tattoo. There you go. She had to. I don't know if she was on. She must have been on something because, like, they were talking to her while he was doing it, and she was like, "Ah, oh, it fucking hurts. It feels so good." And then she's like, just talking, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, just having like a normal conversation while somebody is oh tattooing gosh. your anus. Wow, unbelievable. Wow. Just want to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. it up a little bit. I don't even know what I would do. If, if somebody tattooed your anus, why are you asking for that? I would never even ask for it. But it's just like just the thought of that. Just right. It almost made me panic. I know. Well, it's like that's like when I hear about guys who pierce their penis too. That's a thing. Yeah. People do that. It's right? so like pierce, like like tattooing the anus. Man, if you have spicy ass food, that shit hurt. Yeah. Something tells me Coming that the chick other doesn't give a shit. And let me <laughs> no ask pun intended. How in the fuck does she keep that clean? Oh, <laughs> this chick just probably didn't care about it. <laughs> this was a ridiculous oh. podcast. Oh, this one was this very fun. We're gonna do this again too. Another uh, just we'll call it a cultural discussion. This is cultural discussion one. Oh, that's, that's, one a one. that's a good one. Part one. Yeah. We'll Thank back. you, Joe, for coming on, being a yeah, uh, uh, long time me. listener, first time guest. <laughs> Bruce Leroy and Tyson. Thank you. Good to you be guys, here, guys. That's a wrap. Cheers. Cool.